Hello, horror fanatics. I'm Frank. And I'm Jen. And we welcome you to our weekly podcast. Oh! oh. Horror. horror! Thank you for joining us as we dive deep into all things horror, supernatural, scary, and downright creepy. If you like what you hear, rate, review, and subscribe to add us to your regular rotation of podcasts. You can also submit any ideas, comments, and suggestions easy for you to say apparently not <laughs> at ot or email address at oth at seriously decent.com yeah those things it's a big deal today one whole year one whole year episode 52 thank you thank you yes thank yes thank you very much one year yeah ching ching yeah. We'll cheer our tea. Click. Kink. Yeah. <laughs> With our insanely too hot to drink tea. <laughs> so is yours warm? Oh, yeah. yours. I was going to ask if yours is warm. It's fogging your glasses up. So it's warm. It's hot. Yeah. I'm not going to. I'm going to burn myself if I drink. Uh, yeah. It's too hot. I do have water. 52, though. 52. We're going to throw a bonus in. For the season, and we're uh, we'll reveal that at the end of the episode, as 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 usual. A boner episode. Yeah, and then after that uh, bonus episode, we'll start the new year off with season two. All right. New season. Yep. We uh, first and foremost want to thank everybody that's been uh, with us for the long haul. Yeah. Throughout the year, you guys, new people, welcome as well. Welcome aboard the crazy train. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for putting us up in the numbers, so to speak. Yeah. We're uh we're very excited at where this is all gone. Yeah. Can't be happier. Each day we kind of look at each other and it's like, eh, that's weird. Is this surreal? It's strange. Is this surreal? Yeah. So we're excited to see how the next year is gonna be. Yeah. We got a whole bunch of uh topics all laid out. So many ideas. Yep. And we're gonna we're get, again gonna as we've been kind of drumming up, uh we're gonna create some sort of newsletter bit that you could go right to our website on the next Mm -hmm. episode i should have it all fleshed out at least tell you where to go and at least by season two it'll be rolling so what are we talking about today frank today we're talking about trolls not the internet trolls either well i kind of do briefly briefly i was gonna bring them up because uh it's it's funny i uh i address the different types of trolls yeah yeah uh you know like a bridge troll, mm-hmm. an earth troll, mm-hmm. a rock troll. Yeah. And uh, yeah, 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 good times. I dove uh, into the history and uh, yep. a bit of the lore. Yeah. Because I figured, well, this was our, our Bigfoot and this one are kind of our lax episodes of the year. I you have know. a Britannica owlcation and mine own brain. As the uh, your as own my, brain, yeah, I your know. lady brain, my lady brain, yeah. <laughs> I plugged her in, yeah. and I put her to use, yeah. And nice, she came up with some stuff. Awesome, yeah, awesome. yeah. My lady brain, she uh, excellent. She crushed it a little bit. I started out on Wiki, and then uh, I went to uh, NorwayToday.info, HistoryDaily.org. FolkloreThursday.com. That's actually a bit of a favorite uh, site of mine. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, Scandification.com and ExpertWorldTravel.com. 
I have Britannica.com, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, topic troll, and Owlcation. And the article is Trolls, the Lovable Rejects of Mythology. Aww, <laughs> I like that. Uh, right? Well, you know, it's kind of funny with trolls because I, I thought it was great that we were doing Bigfoot and trolls together because they're really kind of one and the same. No. No, yeah. they're not. Well, oh. no, they are. I'm not saying it's physical. All right, this is where I have to go a layer down because you're like, no, they're not like a Sasquatch. No, there's the same way in the fact that, like, it's like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster. There's no proof that these things really kind of rightfully exist. And Excuse me. There are several. Uh, I'm talking form. the old lore, <laughs> not the troll dolls. The, there's dolls, there's yeah. shows, there's no. movies. The actual mythical creatures that have basically, it's, it's thought that they've been around for centuries. Mm-hmm. But there's really no physical evidence to prove that they ever existed. Well, there's no proof really that any of the things we talk about existed. I know, <laughs> but I'm just laying that out as a disclaimer. Okay. You know, basically, it's up to you whether they decide, whether you decide to exist or not. You know, if you're looking for, like, research and, you know, data and, you know, all this backed information, it just doesn't exist. There's no evidence they ever existed other than stories. Right. A troll is actually a being in Scandinavian folklore, including Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. And in Old Norse sources, beings described as trolls would dwell in isolated areas of rocks, mountains, caves. They were even said to live in like these small family units and basically uh, didn't mesh well with human beings. Right. And in later Scandinavian folklore, trolls became beings in their own right, where they live far from human habitation and... Basically, these slow, ugly, slow-witted, you know, they would kind of look and behave like human beings, mm-hmm. but they were just kind of gross-looking to a certain degree. They're, they're sometimes associated with particular landmarks in Scandinavian folklore, and at times they might be explained like these, these rock formations that, that was a, a troll exposed to sunlight. Because mm-hmm. there's a story that if a troll's exposed to sunlight, they turn to stone. Correct. Or, according to Britannica, they can burst. Yes. Yes. Which would be really thrilling to see. I know. (laughs) Maybe that's why there's no evidence. Maybe. They just blow up. Yeah. It's just troll matter. Yeah. That disappears. Yep. Maybe. It's just rocks. Yeah. Maybe that's what gold comes from. The Old Norse sources, they would say, basically, they dwelled in isolated mountains, rocks, caves, Again, sometimes sometimes living together mm-hmm. and not very helpful or friendly. In the Norwegian legend, you know, a lot of the stories and legends of trolls come to us from Norway. Yes. And the true origin of troll stories is really tough because a lot of it was just orally handed down right. from generation to generation. And that was a tough thing with a lot of Norse uh, mythology and Norse uh, items. You know, they just basically these old oral stories that would be passed from generation to generation. And then it got time to like the written word. And it's hard to tell if that was really the original story or if it just got spun. Just a big telephone game. Yeah. Yeah. Basically 
even scholars to this day often disagree about source materials of the legends. And that's where it's hard for troll history, so to speak, to get any kind of traction because... We should call it troll story. Troll story? Yeah. <laughs> yes. I like it. And and basically, this is the tough part. This is where it hasn't moved far on a scholar level because they argue about it all the time. Right, yeah. So it's just really at the standstill. But however, at the time text was written, the word troll was not necessarily used in the same way it's used today. Right. The Old Norse text used uh, other words to describe these mysterious creatures. And there's still some debate, again, over their meaning to this day. And um, a lot of it was used to describe giants who are thought to be even more dangerous than trolls themselves. Right. Owlcation had the term that trolls is derived from is interchangeable with the word jotun, J-O-T-U-N-N, an Old Norse word for giant, and the word thirst, later to become troll, T-U-R-S. Yeah. Represented a negative form of jotun in later translations. So, I mean... I don't know, man. And then basically, the one thing that's kind of stayed the same through all this is that trolls turn to stone in sunlight. Mm-hmm. That's a consistent yes. thing throughout uh, throughout the mythology. And Norway is a rocky place with plenty of stone crags and outcroppings. So it wouldn't take much of a uh, imagination or, well, or creative like- ability to see some of these rock formations and look almost human-like. Right. Well, it's like looking at a cloud and seeing a, a rabbit. It's, yeah. It's kind of no different. You look at your big rock formation, and you're like, do you see eyes? Do you see nose? Well, and especially as particular rocky as it, yeah. it would it would look like that. And in fact, there's actually a place in Norway. I'm going to butcher the hell out of these names, so brace yourself. Uh, Troll Tintern. Maybe. <laughs> but basically, uh, there's a place also called Troll Peak. Okay. And it's so uh, just rocky. According to a Norse legend, it's the site where two armies of trolls were fighting a great battle. And each warrior was so intent on the fight that none of them noticed the rising sun until it was too late. And both, oh, no. And both sides were turned to stone. This is like, this is where I love the Norse mythology. It's just like, I know that. Dude, they like were a battling so hard, man. And they were just in it so deep. They forgot you know the sun like. was coming up. You know you what know. it's like in the heat of battle. Yeah, you know. Where you just lose time. You lose everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then the sun came up and... Everybody's stuck. I know that looks like a mountain, but it's not. <laughs> and uh, That's yeah. Bjorn and Pjorder. <laughs> There's a lot of places in Norway that bear a troll name. Okay. And it's based on these different types of, of features. The descriptions of trolls in ancient Norse legends are similar. Trolls were said to be larger than humans and much stockier. Mm-hmm. They were strong and brutish. Images that are even passed down have trolls, you know, they show them with these prominent noses and heavy brows. And, uh, you know, they eat human flesh. They're slow, dim-witted. They're easy tricked. Right. And, uh, you know, humans should be able to have the upper hand on them all the time. Right. They also share stories of um, guarding something, like a bridge or treasure troves, gold, Mm -hmm. and jewels. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, getting to what they look like. Some are huge, and they look a bit like giants. This was kind of where Harry Potter took off with 
some troll like beings, you know, just being big. Yeah. And um, they're often depicted, again, as living in mountains or forests. Other Scandinavian trolls can also be short and stubby. Yes. But often rounder in shape. And uh, they're usually more likely to live underground in caves. Yes. Uh, According to uh, Britannica, as time progressed, the trolls shrunk in size mm -hmm. to um, man-sized or smaller, uh, similar to dwarves and elves. Yeah. Small so, troll, itty bitty living space. Sometimes they steal human maidens and can transform themselves and prophesy. Yes, there's again. This is where the story just kind of spits out into different stuff. And yes. uh, the Scandinavian trolls of legend are very just basically scarier. Mm -hmm. And those are the ones where they're just ugly, powerfully strong, huge noses, sharp teeth, and if they have any hair, it's just shaggy and just nasty looking. And some stories even have trolls with multiple heads, multiple tails. Um, and they're also told to be able to shapeshift. Okay. And, and have magic abilities. And um, Did they mention what they would uh, frequently shapeshift into? Mm-mm. I couldn't get that deep into the rabbit hole. I wanted to. Got it. And I think maybe later on, and I'll just do it as a sidebar of another topic. But okay. But yeah, I think shape shifting and a lot of it might have been just uh, like a lot of similar stories of shape shifting, where it's just right. someone you knew. Because even some of the stuff I I read where they said it, it, they could also look like regular people. Yes. You know, and that's where the the shape shifting bit comes into play. Um, again, the eating we talked about that. Uh, usually Scandinavian trolls were generally the bad guy. Yeah. Kidnapping maidens, eating children, causing mischief. As they do. Yeah. Just up to no good. And, uh, but there were exceptions and there were some that said that certain trolls were actually helpful to humans. They have some stories of that. Okay. Again, that's more kind of bleeding into the future, you know, mm -hmm. I figured. But, uh, even then they always needed some type of reward. It's your typical mythology right, type yeah. stuff. You know, it's it's basic. Uh, and then basically the, uh, the, the method of escaping a troll is, of course, they're not clever. Right. Uh, that's consistent through the mythology. Yes. And, um, you know, you should be able to outwit them and keep them at bay until sunrise. Yes. And, and that's when they would believe to be turned to stone. Right. So... If you do happen across a troll, yes, don't get scared. No. Your fight or flight's going to kick up because yep. you're like, what the fuck is this thing? Yep. It's troll. Troll. Yeah. And then basically, if you're looking at a sweet like three in the morning and you got three hours. Just chat just for buy a your, little bit. Buy your time out. Run around. Run a little serpentine pattern. Mm -hmm. You know, that'll confuse them. Yeah. Yeah. And then. They'll turn to stone. Now, if you see one, like, at 11, yeah. Yeah. You're you in got, a marathon. Yeah, You got to find another troll and maybe get them to fight it's each other. Just, yeah. So that they can get all caught up in the heat it, of and battle. Then and then hate, morning comes. And then, bam. Yeah. And now you got a new mountain. You're welcome. Yeah, you got a nice little uh, statue set. Yeah. 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 You didn't have to pay anything for it. Beautiful rock formation. Yep. So the big question is, why do trolls turn to stone when touched by sunlight. You would think that, right? 
Yeah. How does this even happen? Right. Yeah. And it depends, again, who you ask. Okay. <laughs> but some say it's just the magic of the ancients. And others say that trolls were born of stone so they could be returned to stone. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Again, typical folklore mythology yeah. stuff, you know. Plus, the climate of the Nordic region would probably come to play here. And this is where we get into kind of the psych 101 of the, the stories and all that. So this part going forward, we're going to call Troll 101. Yeah, but also just Psychology 101. You know, so basically you have the climate of the Nordic region, which is cold, harsh winters, mm -hmm. Scandinavia's, mm -hmm. you know, harsh winters. And people would basically see the sun as like a protective force. Yeah. So if you put yourself in that situation and then even go back further in time. Yeah. Where you're living outdoors mm -hmm. in this very aggressive area. Right. As far as weather is concerned. Mm -hmm. Sun's really your hero. Yeah. Sun's it's the hero for warmth. Sun's yeah. the hero to do all these things. So, of course, if you're presented by this massive being of a troll, you know, I think our buddy the sun's probably going to take care of that because it takes care of everything else. Yeah, fixes everything else. And I buy that. That, it's it's their version of Windex, you know, like <laughs> can cure everything. It can, you the know. Sun. Yeah. Or uh Robitussin. Vix. Yeah. Vix you know, turns out You got a sore arm, just take some Robitussin. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Trolls are also in Iceland though. And this is where it kind of spreads out. And uh belief in troll folklore still runs strong in Iceland. What else do they got over They there? also still believe in elves. Yeah. Like you leave yeah. your Yeah. your offering. I mean, we can bag on people from Iceland cuz nobody from Iceland listens to us as of now. Right. Until I post trolls up. And then apparently yeah. Iceland's going to go and they're going to be like, "You know what? I thought the show might you know have been what? I was cool. going to give them a fair shot. I was going to give them a fair em. shot. They got 52 episodes. They must be doing something right." No. 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 Just, <laughs> just alienating people. Just fucking winging it. Yeah. <laughs> People still believe in the existence of uh, mythical beings, which gets back to the elves and right, yeah. all that. Roll strong there. I think it would be great to talk to people. I'd love to hear all the stories because I just like, I just love those types of stories. It would be interesting, you know, to hear generational just folklore tales and things like that. And it would be great to sit down at a table with. Uh, several generations yeah. and to hear each generation's version and have them argue about it. Yeah. No, that's not the way it happened. No, no, no. no. that that's stupid. <laughs> You've been drinking. Yeah. But according to their version of troll folklore, trolls are mainly mountain dwelling creatures and they get around at night. And again, if sunlight touches them, they turn to stone. Mm hmm. In fact, you can see the remains of unfortunate Icelandic trolls who stayed out past their bedtime off the shore of, again, Rensfajara. I'm going to try it that. Rensfajara okay. Beach. And just jutting out of the ocean, you'll see a dramatic formation of rocks known as uh, Rennesdrengar, and that they're said to be the frozen remains of three trolls. Huh. So maybe someone was doing the all-night serpentine pattern and found two other trolls. Right. And they were going at it, or they were just like, hey, man, how you doing? Yeah. And they just totally forgot that they were chasing a human being. Mm -hmm. And they were like, hey, we're by this beach here. 
Why don't we hang out? Yeah. Why don't we chill? Lost track of time? Yeah. Stuck. Yep. Yep. Very possible. They have famous trolls. I'm not even going to go through those names. Uh, One is, I think, Grilla. Uh, It's a female troll with a penchant for kidnapping and eating children. Good for her. Yeah. Just doing her own You know, live your best life. Do you. She's misunderstood. Probably. Well, uh, I mean, and here's the thing. You know, sometimes nature takes care of things. mm -hmm. So, I mean. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is a good story for parents. Yeah, because if you're ba- if you're bad, if your kids were bad, well, Grilla and her thirteen troll sons, the Yule lads. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> and they're uh, they're apparently renowned in 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 Iceland. They're just well known. It's huh. a, a story, yeah. And in the thirteen days before Christmas, the the Yule lads would either leave gifts. Or rotting potatoes for children while they slept, depending on how well behaved the children's been. So it's kind of like coal right. and Santa. They do the trolls. Then and rotten potatoes. And rotten potatoes. Yeah. Which you begs use the what question. You got. Begs the question. You thought coal was bad, but coal's actually useful. Correct. Where a rotten potato. I think they used what they had. They probably didn't have coal. Yeah. Or coal was mm-hmm. You know, it was, I'm going to say has, has a higher value. Yeah. So they're like, just give them the rotten potatoes. There's nothing we can do with it anyway. Sends a clear message. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What can you do with a rotten potato? You throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next topic. <laughs> so, but basically you had these local legends that were going through generations. And eventually what happened was, is they caught the eye of uh, two authors and again, I'm sorry for butchering the names, but as Georgian and Mo, I got Mo right. Well, and, I uh, have uh, uh, Henrik Ibsen. Okay. And they traveled around Norway gathering tales of Norwegian trolls and other like, lo- you know, local stories. Again, where I was just talking when about earlier. When did your dudes write theirs? I didn't have a date, but they published a book called Norwegian Folk Tales. Okay. And this was a collection of folklore. It was a huge hit in Norway. It eventually went global. And it was basically sharing all these beloved troll stories with children all over the world. Okay. Which I would love to get this book. Uh, in the plays of the Norwegian dramatist Henrik Ibsen, especially Peer Gint, mm-hmm. written in 1867. You probably na- nailed that name. And the master builder from 1892 Trolls are used as symbols of destructive instincts, and mm. trolls in modern modern tales for children often live under bridges, menacing travelers and exacting tasks or tolls. I also have in the Shetland and Orkney Islands, Celtic areas once settled by Scandinavians, trolls are called trows and appear as small, malign creatures who dwell in mounds uh, or near the sea. Mm. So... I mean, that kind of makes sense, you know, as the Scandinavians were yeah, spreading out. They would take their uh, folklore and mythology with them. Yeah. And they also became a part of European folklore. Oh, I imagine. I've got that, too. Yeah, I, I would imagine. I definitely want to get the Norwegian uh, folk tales. I'll circle back with everybody and let them know if... If, if you can find it. 
Yeah, not just find it, but if it's worth even reading or reading. looking into. Because mm-hmm. if you're a, if you're someone like me that digs all that crap. Yeah. And there's got to be some because they listen to this show. <laughs> I'm just putting one and one together, coming listen, up with two. They listen, they don't listen to the ones that we like. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, you know, we take that back because we said that the last episode. Yeah. And then it was like it got personal. Yeah. I, like, there's really no other way I can say fine. it. They're like, no, fine. I'll listen to your I'll shadow listen to your men. Stupid shadow men. Yeah. Ooh, shadow men. Yeah. Where's where, where can I give a Yelp rating? <laughs> right. <Jeez. laughs> Super sorry. Yeah. There was um. There was also a. Uh, I was looking a bit more into like the humanoid trolls mm-hmm. that you were. Uh, you know, we were talking about her, and uh, they were called a uh, Huldra folk, and they. Uh, are magical forest creatures who look a lot like humans, except for a tail. Ah. And they're thought to be very beautiful and seductive, especially Holdras. And they're the uh, like the female version of this humanoid troll with a tail. Hmm. And they could supposedly enchant men with their song and then make them do whatever they wanted. So they're like sirens. I would love to be the first one. To try that out, yeah, yeah, I think I could get down with a with a with a, a humanoid troll. troll with a tail. It's the tail, isn't it? No, it's the song. <laughs> I'm a sucker for good music. <laughs> yeah, the tail's a little weird, but your voice is impeccable. That's amazing. Yeah, but again, this is where it kind of smears around because you got the dumb trolls. Right. Apparently, those can't be dumb trolls because, you know. They got the power of seduction. It's a smart. Yeah, it's, it's a smart. It's not skill. the. It's not a stupid troll that's mm-hmm. uh, seducing. Yeah. Yep. And uh, let's see. I think that's pretty much uh, until later. Uh, giants right. in general were either friends or foes of the Asgardian gods, the Aesirs, mm-hmm. and in the bizarre soap opera world of Norse Norse mythology. Trolls and giants shared familial relations with the Asirs. Still, the myths indicate that they differed from Asirs and another set of giant gods and Asirs' main enemies, known as the Veneers. They were rejected by both sides. You know, never mind the family tree. Yeah. As rejected deities, trolls were relegated to the most undesirable places. They lived in isolation in mountains, rocks, caves, or under bridges. In some cases, they lived in the deepest, darkest forests between the nine worlds of the gods. So as the Nordic myths gave way to European folklore, legends, and nursery rhymes, the trolls' domain didn't change much. Their appearance did. They took on the characteristics of the culture that adopted them into their storytelling traditions, and these appearances reflected a dark and hideous side of these societies. Enter trolls... In European folklore. Yes, let's do it. Because, you know, we Well, no, we but gotta... I, even, I even just look at that in history, though, because... Yeah, anytime... You had the whole Norse integration mm-hmm. with the Europeans, and it's just amazing that those two types of people existed so close together and yet were so isolated for a long time, and it was because of the water at the end of the day. yeah. You know, the yeah. water was the big separator of that. But it's weird. It's weird how, like, how 
dark the German folklore is. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. They're all they're, the time. They're Grimm's fairy tales. Yeah, all the time though. And you- you know the 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 Nordic and the Scandinavian was more brutal, less dark, just more brutal. But, but you I also think look that's at their the lifestyle, environment that they live in. Well, the environment and the culture. I mean, like talk about even just an environment alone, like you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Yeah. Bringing up just such a brutal type of people. Yeah. But I just the romanticism of the the lore and mythology for them, like I just love it. Mm-hmm. I love the the story of all their gods and just the the way they looked at battle and how yes. like battle was the best way to go. It right. was the only way to go. It's the way to get to Valhalla. Yeah, it's the just only way. The to get whole to path to Valhalla. Like I find it just incredibly like it's romantic. Oh, the Valkyrie. Oh, yeah, but it's just my it's, favorite. To me, it's very romantic. Yes. in a brutal way, but but just the passion they had for life. Yes. Living and existing. Yes. And and seeing that because, I mean, in those harsh conditions, like how hard it must have been just to exist, let alone yeah. prosper and, and, yeah. and, you know, do well, quote unquote, mm-hmm. if someone were to try to <laughs> word it in a specific <laughs> way. Uh, I have so many goats. <laughs> yeah. And then, but it's funny because you had the European end, which is totally different. Yes. Totally, totally Vastly different. different. And then all of a sudden, these two cultures just smashed together. Mm-hmm. That is just like a remarkable piece of history. If people really want to see some crazy, you know, you want to read a crazy historical account, it's those two cultures smashing together. And there's some good shows on it. I think Vikings... Uh, Vikings was good. I think Vikings was really good and really placed that well, mm-hmm. especially in the earlier seasons. Yes. Where, you know, Ragnar was trying to work with the Europeans. Right. And like, yep. th- I thought that show was really accurate when they just were show. And I say accurate, not like that. I was around then, but it just were looks, you there? but it looks accurate, right. you know, and it yeah. feels accurate. Just reading old, old stuff and historical accounts. Right. And just the way they struggled to understand each other, mm-hmm. let alone coexist. And I think yes. like showing that failure, you know, if you haven't seen Vikings, spoiler alert, but just that failure of coexisting. Yes. Because they were just way Too different. vastly different. Just talk about yin and yang. Yeah. Like in a massive way. Yeah. And yeah. there was just no, there, there wasn't enough. I thought the show accurately portrayed that there just wasn't enough gray in between them. Correct. To compromise, yes. to understand yep. each other. Yep. And I think the only reason I recommend that people look into that is because sometimes that's the way it is. Right. You know, sometimes, you can be just too different. Yeah. You know, sometimes and, it is black and white. Yeah. And sometimes it's not gray. And we're and in a bit. Sometimes when you think it should be black and white, it is gray. Mm hmm. So it's a very good depiction of black and white. Like oh, yeah. They were both uncompromising. There was no gray. It was it was all or nothing. It was North side, European side. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think in an effort today where everybody's trying to find commonality with each other, commonality with different things, I think this is where history teaches a lesson to you yes. and says, you know, it's not everything's black and white. 
And it's not everything is these broad strokes, but that's a great example of how you just had these two stones (laughs) together and there was just no kind of heat in between them that could weld or mold and and some of them could figure it out and that's where i liked vikings because there was a couple of them that bled over on both sides and and was really kind of understanding uh, where they came from yes but as a whole oh it's a failure total failure yeah you know but apparently the troll stories slipped through apparently and um so let's get to trolls in European folklore. Yeah. While their living arrange- arrangements didn't change, other aspects of the trolls did. For starters, giants and trolls became more distinctive, more separate. Giants became a synonym for tall and were therefore large beastly beings, and trolls, on the other hand, went in the other direction in the mm. terms of height. They became smaller versions of giants. In addition, other habits came to fruition. Many stories during this time depicted them as nocturnal hunters that sought human and or animal flesh. Some were given magical powers. Some became tricksters, and others were considered descendants of dwarfs. In addition, they formed a weakness. They couldn't be exposed to sunlight, which could turn them into stone. This particular aspect would play a crucial role in modern fantasy tales such as The Hobbit. Yeah. And that very much did happen in the Hobbit. Oh yeah, in no. the Hobbit movie was it the first one? It was in the. They came across the trolls, or was it the second one? Mm. I know, good question. That huh? is a good question, but they really did make good use of that. They did. Yeah. They did, and they showed them as stupid. Yeah. And easily swayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they did a good. They did a good depiction. Yeah, they trolls. paid it. They paid it a lot of respect. I I have to admit, the Hobbit movies I liked. I love. I them. went into that and I was pissed. I was like, "How dare Peter Jackson try to do a three, f- you know, three hour movies of a book that's only you know yeah. a small amount of pages? Who does he think he is? You know, because I mean, I read the Hobbit a ton as mm-hmm. a kid, and like that was growing up, like reading that." Over and over and over again. And then they had the Hobbit like cartoon. Yeah. You know, which the cartoon is just fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, you know, that movie, the series came out. I bought it and I never you watched it. begrudgingly bought it. I remember yeah. you, anytime it was Because it was on, part of like a package you deal. Wouldn't, you wouldn't watch yep. it. And, and and I loved the Lord of the Rings series. I know like you the do. book and the movies. And that's why I was like, I really think you should... But this is like six years later, I finally break down and watch it. And of course, after the first movie, I'm in. Not even after the first one. I mean, it was that, honestly, what did it for me was that whole dinner scene. It was entirely accurate. Like It was just hysterical. Martin Freeman, who played Bilbo, did an amazing job because when he said nothing, his facial features, his expressions. Oh, yeah. It told a volume. Not just a volume, though, but as a hobbit. (laughs) Yeah. You know, I mean, people who aren't into it don't get like the whole hobbit thing, but like he nailed that. And in my opinion, if he wasn't in that and they casted anyone else, just insert a name, I probably would have hated it. 
I, yeah. He really bridged it over for he me. He really did. Because he was just phenomenal in that. But that whole dinner scene, like, bought me in right in the beginning. My favorite and, was when he he spent all that time cooking his fish. And yeah. He, gets, he sits down at the table, and he picks up the salt, and the doorbell rings, and he's just like... That look. Just, the look oh. on his face yeah. is so relatable. Yeah. It's so relatable. It really is. You're <laughs> always like... I have this, I, I finally have this moment to myself. I finally have this. And then you hear like all a cat meow or it. your dog yeah. bark or the do- knock on the door, phone <laughs> rang, yep. you know, just something. You're like, Ugh. no, what the hell? So I think we should get into trolls as we know them. Yeah. If you will. Yeah. Because my introduction to trolls I know. was the three billy goats gruff trip trap trip trap who's that mm-hmm. walking across my bridge and it was the troll that lived under the bridge yeah so i'm classifying them as bridge trolls where you either have to complete a task or answer a riddle mm-hmm. or um find something or pay a fine in order to use said bridge offer a child yep and uh <laughs> Then we've got the earth troll, which are giant rock-like mm-hmm. trolls. Um, they're similar to the jeton, and they're the representation in Troll Hunters. And in Frozen 2, they're already stone. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. That's what I hear. I never watched Frozen, but I heard about it. Yeah. I mean, it took me a long time to make my way to Frozen, but... It's a great sister movie. It's got a great sister storyline. That's cool. And I mean they do they are kind of in the whole Scandinavian lore. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely. So those were pretty cool and I don't recall them necessarily because they were already rock like didn't matter if the sun was up or not. Mm-hmm. Um but in Frozen 2, they would sleep during the day and walk at night. Mm. Um, and then there's the rock troll, which are just little rocks. Yeah. And when they think no one else is around, they pop out and then they show themselves as trolls. They do their troll bidding. Yes, they become trolls and they prophesy. They do troll things. Yeah. And they were in Frozen, the first one. Oh, okay. So, then we get to the trolls from Willow. Do you remember them? Yes. Freaky ass little, like, ape-like yeah, looking like things. Yeah, like little goblins. And they went, ah! Yeah. And Willow was scared to death of them. Yeah. And there were- They creeped me out when I was a kid. There were several of them at the ruins of Tirasleen. Mm-hmm. When Willow and Mad Mardigan arrive, yeah. and then he used Cheryl Lindry as wand, and he accidentally transforms that one troll. He fell off the bridge into the water, <laughs> yes. and then he turned out to be like that three-headed thing, uh, yeah. and Mad Mardigan thought it was just him coming out with his sword, and <laughs> really, it was, the, it was a huge troll was thing behind him. good movie. Yeah. So, turns out that that troll became a fire-breathing 
Esborsisk. Mm. Like it had a name. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. Yeah. So while most trolls are incapable of intelligent thought and speech, there existed uh, rare smart specimen uh, specimens which were referred to as troll sports. So I wasn't able to find necessarily Is that like the timber depiction? timber sports for trolls? I mean how far can I don't you know. throw a rock? Yeah, right. Caber toss. <laughs> How, how quick can you chew through a three-foot rock? <laughs> how long does it take you? How long does it take to get to the center of a rock? Of a rock. A rock pop. <laughs> a one, a two, two, a three. So most people, when they hear troll, they think of the troll doll. Mm-hmm. I so, think we'd be remiss if we didn't bring up, I, you know. I have so much information on well, the troll doll. Well, you had a troll doll, not had, had. I have a sister who's highly. Wild about troll dolls. Into trolls. Yeah. So the, in Danish, it's a jjoltold. Mm-hmm. G-J-O-L-T-R-O-L-D. And it's a type of plastic doll. With furry, upcombed hair depicting said troll, mm-hmm. also known as a dam doll, after their uh, creator, Danish woodcutter Thomas Dam. So it was a Danish thing. That's how it started? Correct. The really? toys are also known as good luck trolls or gonk trolls in the United Kingdom. Mm. The dolls were first created in 1959 and became one of the United States' biggest toy fads in the early 1960s. They were huge. They became briefly popular again during the 1970s through the 1990s and were copied by several manufacturers under Mm -hmm. different names. Yeah, they'd have like little keychains and like everything. During the 1990s, several video games and a video show was created based on troll dolls. And in 2003, the dam company restored the United States copyrights for this brand, stopping unlicensed production. And in 2005, the dam company modernized the brand under the name Trolls, Mm T-R-O-L-L-Z. But it failed in the marketplace. Hmm. So the troll doll gave way to the troll movie franchise. Yeah. And in 2013, the brand was bought by DreamWorks Animation with an animated feature film called Trolls being released in 2016 and a sequel released in 2020. So, I remember my mother had a troll doll and it had the gem and the belly button. Yeah. I think it had the pink hair. And I had it, I, I like, I found it at my grandmother's. It was one of the little ones. And I don't remember what happened to it. Like, I hmm. don't remember if I lost it or if it got annexed by one of the kids. I'm not quite sure. But I do remember them making another appearance. I think it was in the 90s, and that's when Lindsay got on board Mm. and that's when we started buying her 
trolls whenever we were out. Troll everything. Yeah. We actually got her one of the big troll dolls. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, how old it was. Mm. Because I'm thinking if we... All right. Let's just nerd out for a little bit on the troll doll. It's oh, the horror. That's what we do. (laughs) (laughs) If you're a collector... Yeah. If you find the 1959-1960s trolls... Yeah. With the damn mark. Yeah. Because it's got to have some sort of mark on it. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the. I think the trademark is on their butt. Like the it's either on their kids. butt or one of their feet, but I'm almost certain it's on the yeah. butt. What was it? Because uh, the Cabbage Patch Kids had the artist. Xavier si- Roberts. Xavier Roberts on signature his, on the cheek on the butt cheek. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it's similar with the the trolls, but I think it's like a stamp, like it's Got impressed ya. into the plastic. Mm, mm. I know that the big ones from the 1960s fetch the most. What are those fetch? Dough. From what I recall, it's significant. Mm-hmm. Like it's What's it's at least double. The little guys. Now, I know you can buy them from, like, thrift stores and uh, garage sales and stuff, which if you're going to go out on the hunt, I highly recommend that's the way to do it because how many times have people bought, you know, a picture frame at a garage sale only to have a priceless work of art underneath it? Probably no boy with Apple. But, you know, something similar. Boy with that bill. And it's worth, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. All right, here we go. It's D-A-M, right? Correct. It's like anything, if there's a particular unique one. Mm -hmm. Like there's a Thomas Dame Troll Turtle, good luck mascot. Original with fur, hair, uh, glasses, eye tag. It's like everything. Right. That's 150 bucks. Right. Well, it's going for 150 bucks. But a lot of them are 20, mm-hmm. 30 mm-hmm. through there. Because I know in the 90s, the 1960s ones, like if you got a hold of a, a really good one. Oh, I bet there's some rare ones. That's what I'm trying to look yeah. for. But I, I imagine there's some rare ones that would probably just uh, be crazy. Yeah. Let's see, price over. What do we got here? Yeah, there's some for like 600 bucks. Yeah. A, a collection of them, but pretty much single ones. The priciest ones I see are like $200. 100 to 200 Yeah. That's, that's expensive. Here's one for 275 It's a six-inch troll with tail, new black hair and coat, original outfit with yellow sash. Creepy they looking. had outfits? Yeah. It's right there. Huh. We only ever bought them naked. <laughs> it's weird because that you would think that would have been something that would take off more in like um in a collector's realm. But apparently there must have been a lot of them. Because that's usually how it works with collectibles. Yeah. There's a lot of them around. Well, they, I mean, here's the thing. It started value. in 1959. They became 
a fad and popular in the 60s, and then again from the 70s through the 90s. So for 20 years, they were consistently pumping them out. Yeah. Well, it's like baseball cards. Yeah. I mean, for example, I, I got up there. It's pretty much every like 1986 tops baseball card mm-hmm. from that, that season. Mm-hmm. And it's not worth really much of anything because that's when there was this sweet spot of collecting cards. Like mid eighties was when everybody was getting into cards. Right. And, um, that's when they had the packs with the shitty gum. Yep. I mean, they had that earlier, but, but yeah, my buddy and I, we would go to the, the candy store Anytime we had enough money to buy a pack of cards and we would ride our bikes there, buy a pack. Mm-hmm. And eventually we would trade them with each other. Right. But I got pretty much all of them. I'd probably, I'd have to get like maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 more cards to complete the whole set. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sitting on anything. Yeah. However, there's like a Marvel card collection. And I mean, that's like 700 cards. Yeah. I mean, it's not like a, a low amount of cards, but then like I got a Marvel set card that's like 60 cards. Mm-hmm. It's worth way more. <laughs> well, I mean. You know, but Marvel's popular. Yeah, but and, also and that's, too, but it's rare. there's not as many. No, exactly. Yeah. And that's yeah. where the run, you know, the certain runs come. I got uh, hockey cards mm-hmm. from the 70s. And the only one I'm missing is I'm missing five of those. One of them is Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. And... I mean, eventually I will pinch in and buy that card, mm-hmm. but that's going to, that's going to put me back 1500 bucks, two grand. Yeah. If I just want to grab it, Maybe and, but that's... the other cards are in, in good shape, but those are like, that's the thing with playing cards or like baseball cards or any kind of collectible cards. Like the thing is, is in the eighties, that's when like plastics were starting to come around mm-hmm. and you could get plastic uh, sleeves and you could protect the cards better. Right. So that's why being a, a card collector, like after like the mid eighties through there and the 1980s after they're not as worth as much as like the seventies and sixties and right. back through there, because to preserve them, Oh, people had to come up with all these crazy ways to do it. Right. You know, it just, so I think the damn company yeah. should have done troll trading cards. Maybe they have. I doubt it. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, there's probably troll trading cards, but not like through the damn company. Yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, troll trader cards. $20,000. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, vintage 1990 troll force uh, trading cards Huh? on Etsy. So in the 90s, they did do trading cards. Yeah, but you don't know if that's through the damn company. Well, yeah. I mean, it clearly said there were several manufacturers that had them under different names. Yeah. So yeah. No, I that's think the uh, OG, it's the damn company is the OG. Yeah. And I would. And this is probably where you get into these copy. Those are the copy, ones that have the, this, the highest value. That's where you get these copyright uh, issues that are tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because here's a. Uh, all right. Trolls World Tour 2020. Tops trading cards. Pick your troll. He's got a ton of them, and he's selling them for $0.99 cents a piece. Right. Because, I mean, unlike the Garbage Pail Kids, holy cow. I had so many of them. I had 
all of those. And for whatever reason, they were, they were gone. And when I went to buy uh, sleeves, this guy was showing me a three ring binder of like the first two runs. Mm-hmm. And it's like 20 grand sitting there. Yeah. I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I used to have all those. I had 300 of them. Yeah. In a rubber band. And, uh, and there's two of them. It's the one that has the, uh, the nuclear reactor. I, I forget what his name was, but, uh, that's like the one that's hard to find. Got and it. even that one's just that one alone is worth a lot of money. But, and yeah, he had them there in beautiful condition. I, I wanted to stick up the store and take them. I didn't even care about the money. It was just like yeah. memory flashback. Yeah. That was like being yeah. a kid. Like you would sit there in a cafeteria in elementary school and you were trading garbage, garbage pail kids. kids, you know, yep. and yep. Um, it was, uh, it was crazy. I used to walk to Lincoln Davies store and buy um, either a pack at a time mm-hmm. or I would take my birthday money and I would get several Mm. packs at a time. And I can't tell you how frustrating it was to get duplicated cards. Like there were times I opened a pack and I wouldn't get any new cards. They were all dupes. See, that was the thing of trading cards then. And then like you always had to get the the checklist Mm -hmm. to know which ones there were because you didn't know. Adam Bomb, that's what his name was. Got it. And uh, yeah, that can that can fetch for a myriad of, of prices because it's also I think there's two different ones. There's like a Adam Adam Bomb AA and like an eight B or something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, I think they go for like a hundred bucks or something like that, just a one. But it depends on the the condition, you know. I mean, like if yeah, like right here, here's a 1986 Garbage Pail Kids series uh, mini A. Uh, 8A Atom Bomb, and it's through the card rating system. It's an eight and a half, mm-hmm. which is near mint plus. That's 280 bucks they're asking for that. And here's the thing. I mean, like people sit there and they're like, oh, just that much for one card. But if you're collecting the whole set yeah. and you're missing that one card, yeah, that's where you fetch out. That's like the Wayne Gretzky card for baseball. Like right. at some point, I'm going to have to shell that out mm-hmm. to get the Wayne Gretzky card. And the longer I wait, the worse it's going to be. Correct. Well, and then the thing is, is like what happens on an anniversary level with him, any kind of uh, health issues. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. Like, I got to jump on that pretty quick because he's not only going to get more expensive. Well, and he's not getting any younger. No, he's not. You know, that's for sure. Turns out. He's 60 years old. Yeah. Wayne Gretzky is now. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. It's like if he passes... That, like, 10 years after that, or five years or whatever after yep. that, cards, all his cards are going to skyrocket. So stay in good health, Wayne. I appreciate it. Yes. I love you. I loved you as a child. <laughs> you were my Edmonton hero. You were the – Wayne Gretzky was the guy that got me into hockey. Wayne Gretzky was hockey. Let's he was just the be great honest. one. Yeah. I mean, like, everybody, oh, greatest old time. He's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. Yeah, he had the name The Great One. I mean, it just yeah. like... Yeah, Talk about mythology. <laughs> we lived in a great time, man. No, we did. So We really, really did. Back to Trolls. Another yeah. feature of Trolls. Okay. My favorite video game of all time, okay. Skyrim, has Trolls. Of course they would. Yeah, and they're badass motherfuckers, like... They're not stupid. Oh, no, it's funny. You start Skyrim, you know, in the beginning, and you're nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, 
you're you basically like level level shit, which is like below zero. Right. And you're just running fool's errands to get this little trinket, that little trinket to, you know, just spin some shit together. Mm -hmm. And then uh, it's funny because you're exploring around, you're walking all over the world. And usually by water, you get an elevation where it's cold. And then a troll would fucking come out of nowhere. And that (laughs) bastard would swing, hit you, and you'd fly. Nice. Like yards, like. 10, 20, 50 yards, whatever, you know, and die instantly in one shot. But then a cool thing with Bethesda making Skyrim, they actually, again, treated the mythology with respect, and they're not the sharpest of uh, beings. So you just kind of, you run around. But Mm -hmm. what I didn't like about Skyrim is that it's daytime and they're out. It's like, yeah, they should have had them turn to stone. I think it would have been a cool thing, like, Again, getting at them and you realize there's like two hours of daylight and this thing's just chasing you around. It's like, all right, I'll just run around for a bit and then daytime will come up and yeah, take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. So there's still patch in that game. Why don't you add that for a patch? I mean, I don't think Bethesda's listening, but I not at all. (laughs) I admire your chutzpah and thinking that they are. No, it's more of just a a wish, a hope. I. A man can dream. You it's know. true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You can. That's what I have for trolls. That's what I had for trolls. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. I am definitely going to get the book that I spoke of earlier. Okay. The, uh, oh, where was it? Norwegian folk tales or folklore. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And I will definitely keep uh, everyone posted with that. I don't know if I spoke about it before. But there was a uh, a book that I was reading about the Bell Witch. Yes, you and did. And I promised everybody, well, I just finished that because I was reading a bunch of books on the side. And I didn't get the pace that I uh, I wanted to out of it. And I'm trying to remember the name of the book, of course, because I couldn't be that sharp. And, uh, oh, I don't have it on this one. It's on my actual Kindle. Well, we can do it. We can do the update. Yeah, next we'll time. do. We'll do. I'll. I'll save it as for next episode. As part of the episode. boner episode. Yeah, I'll do the bonus episode because uh, it's actually a recommended read. Nice. I enjoyed it very much, and I wish I read it before we, we did, did the episode, the Bell Witch episode. There was a lot of cool. So cool why don't stuff we do a Bell Witch remix? Remix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, why not? Just why, why not? I'd like to do a Black Dahlia remix after reading Steve's book. Yeah, you think? Yeah. Okay. There might be enough there, I think. Yeah. I think, I think, therefore, I think I am. Yeah, because the problem was, is I read like three different books about the Bell Witch. Correct. I read an authenticated history. Well, I'll just, I'll just say it as far as this goes. I read an authenticated history of the famous Bell Witch. Which, which was M.V. Ingram, and that's like the popular one. Mm-hmm. But the thing is with M.V. Ingram is he wrote that post, Correct. like all that. Yes. So he wasn't around it. He wasn't, right. you know, and he just kind of collected the stories together. There was Our Family Trouble, the story of the Bell Witch of Tennessee, and that was Richard William uh, Williams Bell. And that, he was like the son right. of like the father. And I brought that up during the episode, and that Correct. was a great book. 
That was phenomenal. And then there was this other book, and I don't know where it is. Again, we've got another yeah. episode. Yeah. So, but if you're into the Bell Witch, check it out. Check it out. It was actually uh, well uh, well downloaded. Mm-hmm. People are into it. So, with that being said, yeah. Again, episode fifty-two today. Yes. We're very happy about it. Yep. At least I am. Yeah. I never thought we'd get get this far. I did. I was hoping. I knew but, we would. But I knew it was a lot of work. Yeah. But we streamlined it well. We've got the whole recording and publishing thing down, I think, as efficient as possible. Yeah. With my knowledge and resources the way they are. Best you know. it's going to get. But as far as uh, I definitely, what, looking back... What was probably the like top or few top episodes that we did that you just either a really enjoyed or, but also like you really learned something and what did you learn? I know I'm springing the sun. Vampires but. was a favorite. Yeah, that was the fun. lemon. Burying the corpse with the lemon to keep it from turning to a vampire. Yeah. Or the mustard seed because they'd have to pick up all the mustard seed because apparently they have OCD. Yeah. That was, that was very interesting. Huska Castle is actually. That was fun. That was my OG favorite. That was a lot of fun researching. That was fun. Like that's a legit place I would like to go. Definitely. I want to go there. I want to go to, uh, I think it's, um, Oh, I can't remember. They call it uh, Dracula's Castle, but it's not. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. want to go there. Um, I would like to go to Vlad's Castle, or at See, least where it was. I had a really good time doing that episode. That was, uh, I learned a lot from that one. Yeah. Where I thought I already knew a lot about Huska that episode. and Vampires, I'd have to say, are well, no. Let me take that back. The one I learned the most about was demons and demonology. Yeah. And not in a good way. Demons, demonology changed my life. But. In a lot of ways. Uh, vampires and Huska Castle, I was very excited and jazzed to learn. Yeah. The details. Yeah. No, definitely. That's a, uh, it's, it's a cool gothic story. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I loved vampires, but I've always been a vampires fan. You have. But I think we really kind of just threw our, our heart into that episode. That was episode five. Yeah. It was early yep. early in the story. That's when we were doing everything in the dining room. Yes. We didn't have the studio set yep. up here. Yep. Um, the other one was the Blood Countess. That one was good, too. I learned a lot off of that one. Uh, Marie Delphine Lalaurie. Yeah. I learned a uh, a ton. Again, that one. Uh, demonology, uh, yeah, changed me. Literally, I was going through a lot of changes at that point, but yeah, but that changed me a lot. The uh, the fairies one was just fun to do. Fairies was I, fun. I had fun with that. And um, the Dyatlov Pass was interesting. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that was one I learned a lot from uh, of just the story and and how it all kind of came together mm-hmm. really really interesting because i didn't know anything of dyatlov pass creepiest one for me robert the doll yep 
mm-hmm. that that heads up in into the creepiness. Um, however, I think the ones that uh, I was definitely proud of was the Malice Malficarum. Yep. And the just basically what we did with witches. Yes. On various levels, Salem yes. Witch Trial and, and Witches yep. itself. Yeah, I I definitely, I'm amazed at what we did in 52 weeks, what we covered. We covered a lot. Yeah, I was thinking about it today at work. I was really looking back at it, you know, because I was thinking about like some things we would talk about in in the year in retrospect, so to speak. And, yeah. And I just started going through all the episodes and I was like, yeah, no, that one was fun. That one was fun. That, this one was really cool. And it's like, man, it's 52 of them, you know? Yeah. And it was 52. Like I've never been so into a favorite thing this much since I was like messing around with music as a kid. Yeah. Yeah. This is a lot of like spare time. You know, I'd wake up in the middle of the night cause I couldn't sleep. So I just start reading about, you know, demons cause <laughs> yeah. that'll get you back to bed. Yeah. You know? I, I or, have to say, um, you know, stories of, uh, you know, like I, I think some of them also, which were really cool, were the the listener requested ones. Yes. Like the Hoyobachu uh, forest. Like yes. I didn't know anything about that. I didn't mm-hmm. know it really existed. And then we had a listener that was Daniel, right? I believe it was Daniel. Yeah, that mm-hmm. requested that. And I was excited to do that because we had the uh, suicide, suicide forest, forest that yeah. we did. And again, that was something that like I knew on the surface of. Yeah. But I didn't know going in depth like, exactly how the forest was with like how shallow the ground is and you know, all that yeah. type of stuff. And yeah. And just really, uh, yeah, really, really weird stuff. Very proud of the year. Very proud of it. And uh, we covered uh, a lot yeah. in, in a year. And it makes me so excited to do next year. Cause we have the master list. So to speak to set up and, just want to reassure the listeners, like, you know, what else could they talk about? Oh. We're going to talk about a lot more because there's so many. two and a quarter pages. Yeah, but we counted them yeah. up. We're easily past a whole nother year. Yeah. Um, and we and said. And I'm it, adding to it daily. Well, yeah, and we bump into people and they're like, oh, I'm into this and into that. And it's like, okay, we'll we'll do that. And, you know, that's where we say, like, if you got an idea, email it to us yeah. at OTH at seriouslydecent.com. We'll just rise it right up to the top. Yep. You know, you're the ones that drive the show. And that's the aim with the uh, the newsletter and doing surveys to, to get that information. Mm-hmm. So we look forward to that. There's some other things that are undisclosed that'll probably be in the second half of the year that are big changes that Jen and I are pursuing. We're, we're studying a, uh, a topic, so to speak. Yes. That's going to take us uh, in a whole different direction of our lives. Yes. We're pretty excited about it, but we're staying pretty tight lipped about it. Until, uh, until we do it. Until we yeah. do it because it's a lot of work to get it going and it's going to take a lot of, we get all the way through. Yeah. It. And it's going to take a lot of work to get all the way through it. But, yeah. But, the podcast has given us that kind of strength. Correct. And uh, not strength, but confidence. Yes. To, to get into these bigger, ambitious. Bigger, better, gooder things. Yeah. 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 Again, we just thank you all so much for an amazing ride this year. Have yourself a piece of chocolate cake because yeah. we did. Yeah. We celebrated. You can have one for breakfast. You can have 
You can have your group. your your food of choice. Mm-hmm. Like if you would rather have a pizza to celebrate, you do what makes your little heart happy. Yeah. Yeah. Celebrate with us. It's great. And there's no food there's no like calories and when you're celebrating a big occasion like this. No, that's true. No fat, no calories. That's true. So it's like drinking water. Live it up. Yeah. Live your best life. And I have to say, being total nostalgic, and I was thinking about it today working, like I still love the Haunted Houses episode. And that was our first one. Yeah. And uh, I remember all the work we did with that. Yeah. We were so like just anxious to like get through it. And it was interesting just those first few episodes where we're trying to figure out our pace, how we want to do the show. Do we want to be a history show? Do we want to be an entertainment show? Do we want to be this? You know, I'd like the history route we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, I'm a history nut, so. But for next week as a bonus for season one. Your boner episode is on Krampus. Krampus. We're doing Christmas right. Surprise. Without Krampus. Can't be a horror show and not do Krampus, you know. So we're doing kind of the... uh, the token episodes of, you know, we have to do this, we have to do that. Yep. And Krampus is it for uh, for Christmas. Yep. So we'll be getting into the whole story of how Krampus originated, mm-hmm. how it became a... Uh, Fun fact, Krampus Day is December 6th. December 6th, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Which was... Uh, a long time ago. <laughs> many moons. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to do that, and then we're going to kick in and... Let everybody know what's going to be the first episode for season two. Yeah. And we're looking very forward to that. We're also looking forward to the holidays, and we hope everybody enjoys their their holidays coming up. Correct. Because there's a number of holidays. So many holidays. Yeah. Enjoy yeah. them all. Yeah. And again, it's a holiday, so there's no fat, no calories. Mm-hmm. Live your best life. Yeah. No, definitely. Have a lot of fun. Hope you can spend it all with your families. Eat all uh, the things. So, rule number one. No Ouija boards. Two. No dolls. About three. No capes. No capes? None. All right. Four. No blood rituals. Five. No cults. Satanic or otherwise or alien or or losing weight for Jesus or Scientology. Or Jehovah's Witnesses. Alien rides. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I They were aliens. I put them in the forefront. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. And after that? Number six is no apathy. Yeah. We've, we have to act to help enact a positive change in the world. Yeah. It's small steps can cause a huge ripple effect. So uh, it doesn't even have to be anything big. Just being nice for a exactly. day. Exactly. Like I said, smile small even steps. though you don't want to. Yes. Ask somebody how their morning is. Yes. If they say it's great, say, "Well, that's nice." To quote Dalton, "Be nice." Be nice. Yeah. I'll tell you when it's time to not be nice. Polar bear fellow. <laughs> well, and that being said, have a wonderful day. Have a lovely week. And make good choices. Take care.